Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, your Live from our Jackson Studios. Uh, live from the Midtown Jackson Studio and live from well into Deep 13, this is Last Call Cafe on Spreaker with the animalistic Jay the Brain Man, the animalistic Matthew the Wizard Nichols, and... The pause for consideration, Steve, the Baxman Baxley. I'm Franklin Pangborn, your announcer, with Morgul as a friendly drone. Let's go to the cafe and find out what's going on and join the guys on a whole crowd. It's Lost Call Cafe on Spreaker! Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Corsican Ball. That's right, it's another great edition of Last Call Cafe, live on Sparica. That's right, it's the only show that wafts into your minds. And what it turns your mind into, only any, only a good artist would know. I'm your host, Steve, one of your hosts, Steve the Baxman Baxley. Let me introduce you to the rest of the group. And or the crew, one or the other. It's been an interesting week. I'll explain in a few. Of course, we have the man of gamers, the gamer's best friend, and, oh, is he loaded with a lot of good stuff, folks. He is the wizard, Matthew Nichols. Hello. 
And of course, what would this show be without its main eventer, ladies and gentlemen, the manager of champions, and still the undefeated intergender wrestling champion of the world, the host of Jay the Brain Man Presents Wrestle Anime Hut, starring Jay the Brain Man, Steve the Backsman, Baxley, Saturday nights only on Spreaker, and like this show, on other formatted platforms as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Betty White's favorite chew toy, the one, the only. One day we're going to find a cure. Okay, you're all probably wondering uh, what happened last week's show. Well, we didn't have a show last week because the patriarch here at this end of our uh, of our little uh, coverage yet, uh, my mom, Sharon Baxley, was in the hospital complaining about uh, shortness of breath and a heaviness in her chest, so the fine folks at the Henri Ford Allegiance uh, Hospital took good care of her. She's on some medication right now, and how you doing so far? Good. Thank you. So to everyone who sent their best wishes, prayers, good vibes, and other assorted uh, things, I want to thank you especially on behalf of my family and to all my friends. And to everybody else, thank you very much. Love each and every one of you. Indeed, to all. Thank you. Uh, she's back and uh, somewhat better than ever. But uh, I'm glad she's back. Anyway, enough of that. We have done our uh, duties for this moment. Right now, we have another moment. And it's a large one. Mr. Pangborn, if you will, please step up to your favorite position. The gorilla position and do what you do so well. Thank you, Steve. Good evening, everybody. This is time for. You know, you gotta script this better. It's time for Gamer News! Your host, the wizard, Matthew Nichols. <clears throat> Thanks. Okay. For Gamer News this week. Well, more like last week, Microsoft had their Series X game showcase which showed off 8 minutes of gameplay for the campaign of Halo Infinite, showed off a, quite a, a large roster of games, one of them being called Avowed which is being made by Obsidian Entertainment who also showed off the DLC for their game Outer Worlds. We got a look at Forza Motors for some Motorsport. We have a look at Tetris Effect Connected. We got a showcase of Destiny 2 Beyond Light, and Destiny 2 and its previous expansions are coming to Xbox Game Pass in September. With the Beyond Light expansion joining the service on November 10th. We also, another game that was announced that was at the pre-show was a game called Balon Wonderland. Balan Wonderworld, which is going, which is being created by Yuji Naga, former head of Sonic Team, 
which is coming out on Xbox, Xbox Series X, PS4, Switch, possibly PS5, and PC, I'm guessing. We also got a look at Everwild, a trailer for Chapter 1 to tell me why. We had a trailer for Psychonauts 2, which is coming out in 2021. The trailer for the campaign for Crossfire X, Dragon Quest Eleven, Big Echoes of the of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition S is coming out on Xbox One and Xbox, which is going to be enhanced with Xbox Series X, first in December fourth. Stalker 2 has been converted to becoming the Series X and it's going to be an exclusive. We also got a review of, the, of a game called The Gunk, which is from the makers of the Steam World franchise. A look at the expansion for Fancy Star Online 2, which is called New Genesis. We have more gameplay of the medium with the dual reality gameplay. And also, we got a release date for Battletoads, the reboot, which is coming to Xbox One and PC on August 20th. And Microsoft confirms Halo's infinite multiplayer will be free to play in up to 120 FPS. Let's see what we can use. Oh, yeah. For any of you gamers who remember the channel of a little known channel known as G4, which was a channel. Entitled TV for Gamers back in the day. Well, we had an announcement trailer, and I synced it to Steve. Oh, yeah, it was sent to our groups. Let me just find it. Ah, yes. If you can see in the chat, I linked the teaser video for G4 Network if we can play it on the show. <laughs>
Were you guys able to hear it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I hope it played in the recording. Hope, yeah, hope so too. Uh, we, um, I gotta tell you, I can't wait for G Four Network to return. I just hope it's going to be the same type of G Four that we all knew and loved. Yeah, before the came essentially the channel with a bunch of reruns of cops and cheaters. Yep. Yep. The only two shows I know that's come back with this lineup, I think, are X-Plane and Tiger Show. But I yes. really... But I really hope that with this revival of G4, I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know how they're going to do it. But... However they do it, I hope that it will go to its original slogan like it was back in the good old days. I mean, before, <coughs> yeah, the whole slogan of TV for gamers. Now, I didn't have G4 growing up. Well, at least when I was a kid, I didn't get G4 until like 2009 once I got Comcast. But I did watch a few episodes of one of G4's oldest shows known as Arena uh, yesterday. It's very good. Mm -hmm. uh, when does it uh, debut? The only thing we got is a date. Next year, no release, no actual date other than just 2021. So, yeah. I'm not sure how they're going to bring back G4 because Twitch and YouTube got to go over what G4 was. Since you can find a bunch of LPs, tips and tricks, gameplay videos, esports, etc. Hmm. I, I mean, with 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 the uh, popularity of esports nowadays, uh, I think uh, bringing back G four would be a piece of cake. Yeah, it should be. Okay, any other uh, news you'd like to uh, give us? Well, that's pretty much it for gamer news, I believe. At least that's what I can think of. Pangborn, would you like to give the official uh, song song? And that's gamer news with the wizard, Matthew Nichols. I'm Franklin Pangborn. Baxman, Brain. Wizard, back to you. All right, thank you very much. And uh, 
we segue into our wrestling news headlines and oh boy this, this one wow coming off the return of Sammy Guevara last week was suspended as you all know by AEW for past vulgar remarks about Sasha Banks AEW could be dealing with another controversy Old, not-safe-for-work footage has surface of lead play-by-play uh, -play -play voice Excalibur when he was still with PWG, uh, which he owned as part of a six-person group. Uh, Excalibur using racial slurs to insult a wrestler as part of a promo. Uh, who do you think that wrestler was, kids? How about this? Excalibur and Kevin Owens. That's right. Uh, the quote, to be exact, quote, you think you can replace myself in Disco Machine with a racial slur against Latinos and a racial slur against Latinos? Obviously censored. Uh, following the marks from Excalibur, Kevin Owens doubled down and joined Excalibur in using the N-word. There are multiple videos of Excalibur using these tactics for heat. After another AEW talent has landed in hot water during the peak of cancel culture, dun, 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 AEW once again finds itself in a very difficult decision as a wrestling promotion that prides itself on progressiveness. Given the small sample size of the punishment stemming from the Sammy Guevara incident, Excalibur may be headed for a month-long suspension at the very least. While it's unfortunate to see modern pro wrestling and its aggressively white leadership, by the way, this report comes from Forbes magazine, uh, aggressively light white leadership continue to lean on racism and stereotypes to promote black talent. The fact that Excalibur did so as part of an otherwise questionable wrestling promo should be taken into consideration. But given Excalibur's role as an owner of PWG, it can also be argued that he has more control over the creative direction of his promos and should have known better. Dave Meltzer, which means take this with a grain of salt, noted during Thursday's Wrestling Observer Radio that Excalibur, Owens, and others knew the angle was a mistake and have since apologized and atoned for their actions in the past. With Jimmy Havoc remaining MIA as he attends rehab amid the hashtag speaking out allegations against him, it'll be interesting to see the type of disciplinary pattern AEW establishes to protect its well-intended public image. AEW, Excalibur, and PWG Wrestling have not responded to requests from Forbes for comment, and uh, the article will be updated if and when they do. Speaking of AEW, uh, thank you boys, let me just, you know, the other one. We have a spoiler alert. We're going to give you three seconds if you do not want to know what's uh, going um, what's going to happen next week on AEW Dynamite with uh, the surprising announcement of who's going to be the moderator. We'll give you a three-second countdown starting now.
All right. Here we go. This is a spoiler alert. So if you've turned down the turned down this portion Um, here is the, according to Reddit, user Space Force One, the special guest moderator for next week's debate between Chris Jericho and freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy will be none other than Eric Bischoff. According to the Reddit user Space Force One, Bischoff will make an appearance on next week's taped Dynamite episode. The user previously provided spoilers from a taped episode of Dynamite as they were in the crowd at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. Bischoff will reportedly, 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 reportedly appear for the segment between Jericho and Orange Cassidy. It was previously announced that there would be a special guest moderator for a debate between Jericho and Cassidy. It looks like that role may go to Bischoff. Now, there is no word yet on what is planned for Bischoff's AEW future, if anything. But, of course, our friends at Wrestling Inc. will keep us updated. Uh, of course, as we all remember, Bischoff was hired to be the executive director of WWE SmackDown in June 2019, but was released from the job just a few months later on October 15th. Let's give you the lineup for next Wednesday's Dynamite on TNT. Of course, Chris Jericho challenges Orange Cassidy to a debate with a special guest moderator, Eric <coughs> Bischoff. Matt Cardona and TNT champion Cody Rhodes will take on Alex Reynolds and John Silver of the Dark Order. MJF will give another State of the Wrestling Industry address. The Elite and FTR will take on the Dark Order in 12-man action. And the main event will be... The AEW World Champion John Moxley defending against Darby Allen. How much do you want to bet that MJF interferes in the match? Okay, let's keep going here. We got a couple of uh, more little Bon Mutts, and they happen to be about Rusev. Uh, former WWE superstar Rusev has been banned from Twitch already. Rusev launched his Twitch account for streaming and interacting with fans, but now the page gives the following message. Sorry, unless you have a time machine, that content is unavailable. Now, it's speculated that Rusev's account was suspended after he and his wife Lana were filming near a pool with Lana wearing a bikini. This may have violated the strict Twitch community guidelines for, quote, Nudity and attire, end quote, which includes swimwear. <laughs> Rusev commented on the band and indicated he was banned for filming with his wife. I was too sexy for Twitch. I learned lessons. See you all tomorrow. He wrote, indicating that this is a temporary ban. Looks like Rusev will be or has already returned to the platform today. And speaking of uh, Mr. Rusev. Um, there is already word that, um, uh, is Miro, formerly known as Rusev, actually done with pro wrestling for good? Well, he was released by WWE last April, finished his 90-day non-compete on July 18th, and has since been rumored to arrive in either AEW or Impact Wrestling. However, 
The Bulgarian stars immediately focused on being a professional Twitcher, YouTuber, and content creator. While interacting with fans on Twitch, Rusev was asked whether he would consider going back to the WWE. I'm done. I'm done, man. I'm just enjoying my Twitch. I am a professional Twitcher, YouTuber, and content creator. I am not a wrestler anymore. Can I be your favorite streamer? Uh, in the same Q&A session, Rusev also spoke of his last talk with Vince McMahon since his release from the WWE. I texted Vince. I haven't talked to him. I texted him. It was a nice conversation. Now, over the past few months, Miro has invested a ton of time and energy toward building up his YouTube and Twitch channels. Besides interacting with fans and playing video games, Miro's Twitch streams often include previously untold stories about his experiences in the wrestling business. Most recently, Miro recounted a story about who wrestlers backstage voted as the sexiest WWE superstar. Miro also recently posted a photo on Instagram showing that he is keeping himself in phenomenal shape. That's right. I said it. Phenomenal shape. And everybody has been wondering, whatever happened to that lawsuit that Double J was filing against folks at Anthem, you know, Impact Wrestling. Well, we finally found our answer, ladies and gentlemen. PW Insider reported earlier today that United States District Court in the, the Middle District, let's try that again, the United States District Court of the Middle District of Tennessee Chief Judge Waverly D. Crenshaw Jr. officially declared a mistrial in the Jeff Jarrett and Global Wrestling Entertainment versus Anthem Wrestling lawsuit. Anthem is, of course, the parent company of Impact Wrestling. Anthem filed for mistrial earlier today after the jury found them liable. The company claims that WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett's attorney had prejudiced the jury by noting that Anthem's Ed Nordholm was not present on July 20th for the court proceedings. Anthem also claimed that they brought up numbers during the liabilities portion of the closing arguments, even when it was stressed by the court that those were to be left for discussion when it was time to cover the potential damages. Now, the original verdict... Uh, has been vacated and the jury has been dismissed. Now, the following is the original verdict based on filings. According to PW Insider, I'll just uh, hit some bullet points. Jury ruled that Anthem Wrestling Exhibitions is liable to plaintiff Global Force Wrestling, Inc. for federal trademark infringement of the registered mark Global Force Wrestling, violation of the Tennessee Consumer Protections Act, unjust enrichment, neglect, negligence, conversion, and federal unfair competition, for infringement and Tennessee trademark infringement for usage of the GFW logo. The jury ruled that Anthem Wrestling Exhibitions is liable to plaintiff Jeffrey Jarrett for violation of the Tennessee Personal Rights Protection Act. The jury ruled Anthem Wrestling Exhibitions was liable for federal trademark infringement of the mark Global Force Wrestling. Uh, Anthem Wrestling 
exhibitions is liable for unfair, unfair competition for infringing on the GFW logo. They are liable for Tennessee trademark infringement for usage of said logo. The jury ruled in favor of Global Force Entertainment on its unjust enrichment claim, ruling that Anthem used the GFW content for their own enrichment without having the license to do so. The jury ruled that Anthem was negligent in deleting the original footage of the GW, GFW amped content. Anthem Wrestling is liable for conversion of it for its deletion of the original footage of the amped content. However, the jury ruled that Anthem Wrestling Entertainment LLC liability in this action was caused by Jeff Jarrett's own breach of his fiduciary duty and his duty of loyalty and that Mr. Jarrett is liable to Anthem Wrestling for such breaches so there may be damage he has to pay to Anthem. The jury ruled that Anthem's conduct against Jarrett and GFW was willful. Judge Waverly has set a September 11th status conference to begin the process of setting up a new trial. He also ordered that the GFW amped tapes be preserved. So just when you thought it was over. <sighs> it's not. So uh, there you go with that. Of course, we'll have uh, more wrestling reports on Saturday on the Wrestle Anime Hut with uh, Jay and me. So uh, please uh, catch us on a Saturday. Yeah, folks. Okay, that is uh, twofold and three halves. Uh, let's see, any more, uh, wrestling little bon mots that we have to, uh, uh, blessedly share? Let's, uh, hit you up with a little, uh, with a little bit of some, uh, in entertainment news as we continue, as sports continues to waft in our little, uh, lives here. Uh... Let's get you into a uh, little TV news for you. And that news is very nice, to uh, say the least. Damon Wayans Jr. to lead an action comedy uh, for the Peacock streaming service from Happy Endings Trio as part of a re-upped CBS TV deal. And are you ready for this, kids? Remember this uh, familiar theme that we will play on the kazoo so as not to get a copyright strike? Yep, that was a lame version of the Green Hornet theme. Well, Kevin Smith, uh, Silent J to you and I, uh, is developing an animated Green Hornet series with the owner of Peanuts... Wild Brain. That's right. Wild Brain. So, uh, here we go. Let's see if we can read this for uh, a few little clicky poos. That's right. From Deadline.com, Kevin Smith is reuniting with the Green Hornet in a new animated series. The Clerks filmmaker has teamed up with Kids producer Wild Brain to develop a new series based on the classic superhero franchise. Smith has been a longtime fan of the Green Hornet. 
In 2004, he was hired to write a feature film screenplay based on the characters for Miramax. That project never materialized on screen. It was subsequently written by and starred Seth Rogen, directed by Michael Gondry, and released in 2011. However, the Mallrats filmmaker did turn his screenplay into a comic book series. He wrote the first four-issue story arc of the series, which was published by Dynamite Entertainment in 2010. Smith and Wildbrain are developing the new animated series to target a family audience. The series will be set in contemporary times following the adventures of a reimagined Green Hornet and Kato, now the grown son of the original Green Hornet and the daughter of the original Kato. As a partner to battle crime in Century City, it will also feature the Green Hornet's ultra-high-tech car, the Black Beauty. Wildbrain, which is the owner of classic brands including Peanuts, Teletubbies, and Inspector Gadget and Smith will take the project out to broadcasters and streamers. Now for those of you that need a little historical lesson, the Green Hornet originated as a radio series created by George W. Trindle in the 30s telling the story of Britt Reed, the wealthy owner and publisher of the fictional newspaper The Daily Sentinel by Day. And by night, he donned his green mask and ventured across the city with his sidekick, Cato, to battle criminals and villains head-on. By the way, there was also a classic 66 uh, live-action series from 20th Century Fox, which introduced future martial arts superstar Bruce Lee to North American audiences as Cato. Of course, Smith's latest feature project was writing and directing Jay and Silent Reboot. He's also directing the comedy horror anthology film Kilroy Was Here. Uh, Kevin Smith said, quote, It's an honor to escort the legendary Green Hornet and Kato into their very own animated series for the first time in the rich history of these iconic pop culture characters. We'll be telling a tale of two hornets, past and future, that spans generations and draws inspiration from a lifetime spent watching classic cartoons and amazing animation like Batman, the animated series Heavy Metal, and super friends. I can't believe Wild Brain gave me this job, and I can't thank them enough for the opportunity to extend my childhood a little longer. Of course, Green Hornet, Cato, and Black Beauty are trademarks of the Green Hornet Incorporated, which is represented by the law firm of Grace, Loeb, and Loeb. So there you go. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, you also will uh, do... Uh, his podcast as well. Uh, other headlines, Brian Cranston uh, reveals his bout with COVID-19. Quote, keep wearing the damn mask, end quote. Alan Parker, the towering UK director of Midnight Express, Mississippi, Burning and Fame, passed away. He was 76 years young. Uh, California coronavirus update. Uh, it has passed 9,000. Scream Queen Courtney Cox, and that's the film Scream, is reprising her role as news reporter Gail Weathers in Spyglass Media Group and Paramount's a relaunch of the franchise. Tamar, Bra Tamar Braxton breaks her silence after hospitalization. She reveals the immense pressures of reality TV. Comedian Brian Callen denies rape and sexual misconduct allegations. Amy Schumer sends messages of support to the accusers. 
Uh, Viacom CBS puts up a good fight against Jeffrey Epstein's lawsuit threatening Alan Dershowitz. Gratuitous attack, the lawyer's lawyer says. Wow. Uh, let's see. In Money Heights, Netflix renews the Spanish drama for fifth and final season. And uh, let's uh, give a little pause for a little movie. Uh, little movie things, you know, uh, both AMC and uh, Good Rich Theaters finally got a little bit of uh, some bread to continue to uh, bring movies on in AMC. After announcing that they got some much-needed cash, announced a big deal with Universal to show their movies in their cinemas. Um, those of you who use TikTok, well, your time may be coming up. Uh, the um, Presidente told reporters on Air Force One Friday he will ban Chinese-owned video app TikTok from the United States, possibly as soon as Saturday. Uh, folks at NBC reported, as far as TikTok is concerned, we're banning them from the United States. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yes, go ahead. That explains why the Wandering Mirror is back on YouTube because for a while my friend Poet was on TikTok and she had over 100 followers. Mm -hmm. uh, Trump uh, did not say whether he will issue an executive order or use some other method. Quote, well, I have that authority. I can do with I can do it with an executive order or that, Trump said. Trump also told reporters that he rejected the reported spin-off deal involving Microsoft buying TikTok. And uh, earlier, before the uh, big old announcement, uh, he did say his administration was looking at various options on TikTok. Aye. So, uh, by the way, CEO Kevin Mayer says that TikTok will, quote, take necessary steps to ensure availability. So, uh, there you go, folks. The Committee on uh, Foreign Investment in the U.S. has been weighing whether the Trump administration should force Beijing-based ByteDance to sell TikTok's U.S. operations. Uh, Treasury Secretary Steve Munchen said earlier this week he would have a recommendation soon as tensions with China grow. TikTok has been under pressure for months. It hired former Disney exec Kevin Mayer as its CEO and COO of ByteDance. It was said to be looking at setting up new headquarters outside of China. On Tuesday, Mayer publicly defended TikTok, saying in a blog post it will do what it had to do to remain available and successful. And, uh, wow. Uh, it is so popular that Facebook recently offered cash incentives to lure creators from the platform to a competing service called Reels. In comment to a congressional meeting this week, Facebook founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg called his company uniquely American. Mayor blasted, Mayor blasted the Facebook chief for cloaking his business in a patriotic mantle in order to defang a much larger, bigger rival. So, folks, if you're on uh, TikTok right now, use it slowly because, well, <laughs> it 
it may go dark very soon. We'll uh, try to update you on that story uh, when it becomes uh, more available. But right now, Saturday is supposedly the target. We will find out because I think most of everybody is on TikTok. And by the way, that's TikTok, not TikTok. And the Rhode Island Department of Treasury is evidently a Mickey Mouse operation. A resident, a resident of the state received the sales tax refund this week. But notice that the names of the general treasurer, Seth uh, Megaziner, and state controller, Peter Keenan, had been substituted. That's right. And what were they substituted for, you may ask? Ha, ha, ha. Yep, it was goofy. Uh, Mickey Mouse signed as general treasurer while Walt Disney put his John Hancock in as the state controller. The state claims a technical glitch is to blame. As a result of a technical error in the Division of Taxation's automated refund check printing system, 176 checks with invalid signature lines were printed and mailed to taxpayers on Monday, July 27th. The invalid signature lines were incorrectly sourced from the division's test print file. Uh, by the way, the bogus checks included corporate tax refunds, sales tax rebates, and tax credit refunds. Those that received the wrong signatures can get a replacement from the state unless Goofy bought them. Oh, I wouldn't have done that. Uh, there was no uh, information available on whether any of the checks with the wrong signatures were deposited or saved. And that's a little entertainment news that we got for you, a little wrestling news. And, uh, Brain, you got anything? Nope, just wondering if Matt's recording at all. Yeah, I'm Matt? still recording. Good. Okay, so I what guess... I think we're reaching that time. Okay, we got to uh, say our bon mots, our bye-byes, and our adioses. Uh, once again, thank you, everybody, for the wishes, the vibes, and the prayers. My mom is doing very well. She's home. And, well, I feel better. And uh, just got to say we'll see you next week. Don't forget, Saturday, it is Russell Anime Hut here on Spreaker. So for the brain... The wizard, I am the Baxman, saying to all of you out there, good night, and have one hell of an excellent life. We'll see you next week.